It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Another big-time organization in terms of their star power potentially on the verge of a meltdown. It is Chris Carlin in for Greeny today on ESPN Radio and on ESPN Plus on your smart speaker as well. As always, we are presented by Progressive Insurance. Hembo is here. The hashtag crew, Nuno, Bubba, they are here as well. And we've got so much more to get to over the next hour. We've got some more baseball to get into. And we will explain why Hembo is just so, so, so wrong when he comes to me this morning and says, I had my first I'm getting old moment. We will explain that in just a little bit as well. But let us start this hour with the Brooklyn Nets. And this morning, uh, Christian Winfield had a story in the New York Daily News that Kevin Durant has not had any conversations with the Nets since the season ended. And i tell you what, part of me was very skeptical when I read that. And the big reason why was what Sean Marks had to say last week about Kyrie Irving. When you come out and publicly question what the motives are for Kyrie as far as being part of the organization for the long term, it is a pretty strong statement to make. And when you have Kevin Durant as the guy that is the front man of the organization in every way, you would absolutely believe that there is a lot more communication that goes on prior to making those comments, to let Kevin Durant know, hey, we're going to come out and say this about Kyrie because we need some more buy-in. What has Durant done with his situation here in New York and everything that he has done uh, to support Kyrie Irving? He has done it with his actions and with his words in every possible situation. But here's where it really gets a little bit confusing for me. If you're Kevin Durant and you are buying in long-term to win a championship with the Nets, why is there a lack of communication with the organization about where this is headed? This is not the first time that this has happened. Take you back a couple of months. Remember when James Harden was traded and that whole situation was falling apart? It was falling apart because James Harden didn't like what was going on with Kyrie Irving not being around the team enough and felt like, I need to get out of here, and this is not in my best long-term interest. Now, we all hate the way James Harden did it. But think about for a moment why that situation was so untenable. Was it? Really? Could there not have been a moment or two when Kevin Durant came forward and said, hey, James, let's, let's get this settled here. Let's get this situated because we got a chance to do something here. Durant came here with Kyrie, kind of with Kyrie as the Pied Piper. 
But in supporting Kyrie as much as he has, he's kind of blown off the organization and blown off other parts of this at the same time. There wasn't much conversation with the organization when the James Harden trade is going down. From what I can gather, it's pretty clear that the Nets want to have as positive a discussion related to, uh, as positive a interaction with Kevin Durant and, and be as supportive of a relationship with him as they can. But it's awfully difficult to do when you don't communicate. And Durant didn't communicate very much at all during the James Harden situation. And now he's not communicating much right now when it comes to Kyrie Irving. So do you want to be part of the process and or solution or not? I mean, Kyrie came out and basically said at the end of the year, yeah, we're all co-GMs. We're running this together. Are, are you? Because the guy that, to me, should have the most influence doesn't seem all that interested in it. If, if the discussions are not taking place then you can't complain about the results. If the team reaches out to you and wants to talk to you, wants your input, wants to make sure that you understand that you are an incredibly important part of this process because you bought in to becoming a Brooklyn Net as one of the great stars in the game, and then they don't do what you want because you haven't gotten back to them, what are they supposed to do? To me, it feels an awful lot from what I can gather. Like you have a situation with Durant where he's just not communicating well enough. And that makes you question where all of the real interest is for him being here in Brooklyn. Is the interest here to win a championship? Is the interest here to really put together a great team? You have backed up Kyrie at every turn. And is that in support of a teammate in reaching a larger goal? Or is that just, I followed this guy here. I can't look silly for not listening to virtually every word he says. Kyrie is really more of the alpha in a lot of ways, if you think about it. And that's crazy. But it's true. Durant has never been that guy that's really out front. And so if you're Kevin Durant at this point, you're going to let this whole situation really implode because it's got that possibility. You just brought a major, major wild card into the fray. And maybe if you had not been, let's just say, at least from what how I read it, incommunicado, when the Harden deal went down, it wouldn't have happened. And so you've brought on a whole new set of problems by allowing all of that to transpire as opposed to stepping in and trying to fix it. There is an uncomfortable indifference when it comes to Durant. Mm. And, and Hembo, when you think about Durant winning championships in Golden State, he never had to be the guy in terms of being out front and speaking and being a leader and all that stuff. Never had to be the guy. Here, he's just not interested in being the guy. Uh, in Golden State... He was able to enter the perfect culture. A ready-made situation. Correct. This is an area in which he has fallen short of his responsibility in Brooklyn. Of that, there is no question. And, and so much of the decision to come here was, well, wait a minute. 
He only walked into it there. He's never going to get the credit for those championships. Mm -hmm. He's got to be able to go and do it on his own and build himself from scratch and build the, the whole culture himself from scratch. And yet now... Not that interested in doing it. His relationship with Kyrie Irving sort of like you ever have a, a buddy growing up and like one of your friends invariably had a girlfriend that almost everyone did not like, right? Sure. That's Kyrie Irving. Everyone from the outside can recognize that Kyrie Irving is damaging Kevin Durant's legacy. This is now two years in a row in which Kevin Durant's prime has in part been defiled by Kyrie Irving. Now, obviously his loyalty is super important to him. But the results are obvious. Well, this is a basketball tragedy as far as I'm concerned. Kevin Durant is a top 10 talent all time. And each of the last two years, in part at least, have been ruined because he decided to pair with Kyrie Irving. Couple that with the fact that the Warriors might be, I don't know, three weeks away from winning another championship. He will no longer even be able to capitalize the word champion in his basketball resume. Nuno, you know, it's funny. When we talk about Durant as this player... And wanting to be the guy that went out and did it on his own and, you know, brought people together, all of a sudden the responsibility that comes with that, he does not seem all that interested in right now. And I don't know exactly how you build from that. And it's funny, when we talk about Kyrie, Bubba, Nuno, Hembo, I mean, I'm sure you guys have both had this. You made the the girlfriend correlation. We all have a friend that we point to and he does something stupid and we just say, ah, that's just him. You know, uh, that's just, that's just Matt. You know Matt. I mean, Nuno, you have to have that kind of guy, right, at some point in your life. I mean, I feel like you're attacking me after we attacked your uh, 0.8. No, I'm not saying you're that guy. No. I'm saying that you have to have that. Listen, I wear that 0.8, okay? The, the, my grade point average from my third term freshman year, I absolutely will own that, third, 0.8. Yes. 0.8. Yes. Zero point. That is impressive. And I only had three classes. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't. Pre- I would wear a T-shirt that said, yes, I got a 0.8. I'm, I'm not attacking you, but have you ever, Hembo, or uh, Nuno, had a buddy who you just like, uh, that's just him. You yeah, I, I, that's the guy. The you, guy that can't help himself. Yeah, and you just kind of ignore, you know, it's gonna, you ignore his texts, you ignore his calls because it's just something, right? Like he puts himself in a situation where like, dude, what are you doing? Yeah. And as many times as you try to explain it, right? Like this has happened to KD, right? I'm, I'm assuming people around him have said, Kevin, like, do you really want to get in this business relationship with Kyrie? I know you guys are boys, but do you really want to get in that conversation, you know, in this relationship with him? Because he ruined it and he and Kyrie's admitted it in his tour that he, you know, he was on uh, the I Am Athlete podcast recently and he talked about like, you know, uh, being immature and things like that like he blew up the calves like are you telling me so is this the guy you want to hit your wagon to and you just allow kevin to just do his thing because you he thinks that i can control this guy and at the end of the day it's gonna be like no yeah sorry yeah, yeah. listen and Kyrie's just gonna go do Kyrie, bubba you have had that person in your life have you not at some point oh yeah and what do you do about it you remove him you remove him That's right. You remove him. Yep. Exactly. This is, once again, Bubba, you have crystallized my thoughts. My goodness. You as well. You took a little longer to get there, but you got there. Both Bubba and Liam, it looks like, have gotten just magnificent haircuts. Am I looking, Bubba, am I seeing this correctly in our monitor? Is that really nice to you? You guys look phenomenal. Yeah, Bubba got a haircut last week, and I immediately reacted to it, and it was like, 
And the, the, the immediate response I got from him was, okay, settle down. He hadn't gotten a haircut in years. Is that fair? Years. I mean, and you that's immediately. That's not fair. No, I've gotten that is <laughs> incorrect. I, I believe it was the Obama administration the last time <laughs> you had gotten a haircut. Is that not accurate? That's the first one, right? <laughs> Bubba, you had uh, that hair was out of control, and all I did was say, "Oh my God!" And you just, all right, relax. And a hembo says it. You know, it's like, oh, thank you. Yeah, I mean, well, great. he said it looked good. You were acting uh, like you've never seen a haircut before. I, well, I haven't in a while, in case you haven't noticed. It's, <laughs> it's Chris Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on ESPN Plus. The NBA playoffs are on ESPN Radio. Tune in tonight, Game 5 of the Western Conference Finals as the Warriors host the Mavs. It's presented by Indeed. Coverage begins 8.30 p.m. Eastern on most ESPN radio stations. Is there an actual chance? Somebody believes that there is, and it's not Jim Carrey and Dumb and Dumber, but it's basically on that same level. That's what we're talking about with the Mavericks. It's next on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Plus. Greeny, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. So this does not sound remotely familiar to you. This song I think I played on like Guitar Hero. The, the song is familiar. I could not have told you it was sung by Rush, it was? Yes. Yeah, I, I could not have told you that fact. Tom Sawyer. Nothing. I read the book. Yeah, no, that's, that's the name of this song. Oh, that's yeah. fun. It's probably one of the 100 greatest songs of all time. If you don't mind me asking, is yes. this a song about Tom Sawyer? Or is it just like a symbolism of something? It's a symbolism thing. Okay. But, I mean, you know. This is a famous song that I should have heard of. I'm gonna go check There's in. no doubt that you should I'm going to go on Spotify and see how many people have listened to this song. Just give me a second. Uh, yeah, okay. Which, is it, it, it going to be in the millions? Yes, it yeah. absolutely is. It's Chris Carlin in for Greeny today on ESPN Radio. Hembo is here. The hashtag crew is here as well. We're going to get to why Hembo is completely lost on the Western Conference Finals Whoa. in just a moment. We will go to Lance first, though, who is on the phones. You've been patient, Lance. You're on ESPN Radio. What's up, bud? Hey guys, how's it going today? Great. What do you got? Two things real quick, man. Uh, how about the next head coach of the Lakers, David Blatt? <laughs> oh, God. That's a pretty boring sentence. Oh, There's God. no, and I feel for the Lakers because we're making this all about them. As I said last hour, that the most boring sentence I have heard in my professional sports covering life is the Lakers are giving Terry Stotts a second interview. And really, in the structure of that sentence, it is the second interview is what really 
drives it over the top <laughs> as being the most boring. <laughs> yeah. Well, how about Julio Jones, man? Come to Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers needs you, man. You can come revive your career in Green Bay. Win uh, a Super Bowl with the passion. I don't think Julio Jones is, you know, going to make a huge difference at this point. I, I, I feel like Julio Jones is pretty close to done. It seems like his feet are, are spent. Like, yeah. I mean, he was a dominant player for so long, but there's a reason why wide receivers that look like him, that are built like him, don't play into their mid-30s. And think about what just happened in Tennessee, right? They traded away A.J. Brown, and they drafted another receiver, and in the midst of all of that, they cut Julio Jones. Yeah, that done. tells you exactly where Julio Jones is at this point of his career. It's Chris Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. Cutting the price of your wireless bill feels good. Really good. Actually, it feels great. You should try it. So cut your bill by switching to Straight Talk Wireless, now offering our $45 Silver Unlimited plan with 5 gigabytes of hotspot and nationwide 5G on America's largest, most dependable networks. The $45 Silver Unlimited plan from Straight Talk. Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. A month equals 30 days. See terms and conditions at straighttalk.com. 5G-capable device required. Actual availability. Coverage and speed may vary. The Western Conference Finals are not technically, by letter of the law, over with, but they are over with. Yet somehow, Hembo is holding on to this idea that the Mavericks still have an opportunity to come back in this series. And I feel like uh, this should be a segment that we call Theater of the Absurd to let you lay out your case and almost play act it, if you will, to make it entertaining because I don't see for a moment how Dallas has a chance to come back and win this series against the Warriors. But please, have at it. Take the floor for a moment. Oh, hear ye, hear ye. Okay, yeah. so I'd like to put you in a time machine, okay? Mm-hmm. And I'd like to go all the way back to May 6th, mm-hmm. okay? Because on May 6th, the 64-win Phoenix Suns took a 2 to nothing series lead over Dallas with a 20-point win. So mm-hmm. that, that happened, okay? What then happened for the next five games is that Dallas won four of them, Luka averaged 30, 10, and 7. In, in games 6 and 7, the Mavericks outscored Phoenix by 60 points. That just happened, okay? Every series is a leave, uh, living, breathing organism. And what has been proven beyond a shadow of a doubt that if you have Luka Doncic on your team, no matter what game you're in in the playoffs, you have a chance to win it. So do I think it's likely that Dallas comes all the way back and wins four consecutive games against the Warriors? Of course not. Do I think it's out of the realm of possibility? Absolutely not. Right now, Luka is like on sort of the, 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 the LeBron track when he was in his early 20s. Like he is that ferocious a playoff performer. He does not have the, the, the team around him. But let's not forget, these Warriors are not the 73-win Warriors of the past. This team does not have that same kind of cachet. They're an excellent team that has sort of burned through, I think, a fairly easy Western Conference road thus far. But Dallas is very capable of winning tonight and then getting frisky later on this series. Okay. Here's the problem. The Warriors still very much have the three pieces that have been their centerpieces for a while and are still all very capable, very, very good players in Clay, Steph, and Draymond. The problem for me with your argument is you have to at least acknowledge this is as deep of a Warriors team as we've seen in a long time Mm -hmm. because of what Jordan Poole has become, because of what Kevon Looney has become, because of, frankly, what Andrew Wiggins has become with them. Wiggins has become a really, really good two-way player, and having the depth that they do does not lend me to believe 
with the experience they have on the top end that they're going to let a series like this get away from them. And to me, where that really became evident was in game three. Because if you're ever truly going to let a team back in the series, it's a game three. Mm -hmm. But they had a mentality of stepping on the throat and trying to put them away. Now, they, they didn't put them away in a sweep. I don't for a moment feel like that is something that's going to put them in any kind of dire situation. You can talk about Luka, and you're right. The problem is, as much as we say that, mm-hmm. when Luka scores north of 40, they don't win. Mm-hmm. They don't win. They're 0-3 in the postseason when that's the case. And he even got the help the last time out uh, in Game 3 from not just Spencer Dinwiddie, but also Jalen Brunson, and they still didn't win because everybody else was poor. So for me, I can't put any true belief in the Mavericks to go and win this series and, frankly, and come back and even make it a Game 7. And, frankly, I put a lot of what happened last series on a really disappointing performance by the Phoenix Suns. So you're laying that at the feet of the Suns because, in my opinion— the Suns had been better than the Warriors from day one this season. They were the favorite to win the championship. In a regular season, yeah. There's for, no arguing that. And they were the favorite to win the championship as recently as that. I as thought they were winning the championship last round. I thought that series was over with at two games to none. So did I. And what yeah. I'm saying is that we saw it once, and so it's not inconceivable that we'll see it again. Nuno, help me break the tie. Do you think there is any real chance that the Mavs win game five tonight down by the bay and make this a real series? No chance in hell. This series okay. is over. Um, let's just call it a day. The Mavs will be waiting for the Celtics uh, next Thursday. Uh, Bubba, we'll give you an opportunity as well just to make sure that I'm being fair here. Any shot? Yep. Of course. Of course. Wow. The contrarian Bubba, why? Why do they have a shot? They got Luca. Sometimes okay. it's that simple. Back to you, Bob. It's that simple. <laughs> Sometimes it is that simple. Luka Doncic is a generational player, man. This guy is so – the fact that they've I don't deny any even of gone this far is remarkable. I don't think they're going to win this series, and I wouldn't bet on it. Mm-hmm. But given the odds that you can get for them to come all the way back or even to win tonight, your money is much better off spent there than it is you know, betting on the Warriors. That's for sure. Luke, just again – we saw it happen very recently with an even better team, and so I think we should not discount them until we see it. Warriors are, to me, the Warriors are winning the championship, and there's not much more debate about it because I, I think they are a better team than the Celtics are from huh. a talent standpoint, which is exactly what I've been saying about the Celtics over the heat in this particular series. Huh? You would favor the Warriors over the Celtics in the NBA Finals? I absolutely would. Do you think Vegas would too? I absolutely do. Hmm. I absolutely believe that the Warriors will be the favorites to make the NBA Finals. Most important thing, though, for tonight, last moment, and Chris and I spent a lot of time talking about that this week, you have to wrap this up. You cannot let this stretch out, not because they're in danger of losing, even if it goes to a game six, but because they need a week's worth of rest. I love that. No, I like that. I like that for sure. They are an older team with those three at the top. I need them at peak condition. Come the NBA Finals. That's going to be a massive advantage for them. If, if that series you know, winds up going six or seven games, that nullifies it, of course. And being as, as much older than the Celtics as they are, I think that's an excellent, excuse me, an excellent point and sets them up really nicely for game one. It is Chris Carlin in for Greeny coming to you live from above the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17 on ESPN Radio and on your smart speaker as well. In just moments, it is the segment that America 
talks about and cannot wait for week to week. It is Who You Got with Bubba on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. You really should just take notes during the show. That's all there is to it. It's Chris Carlin on ESPN Radio. Canty back with us tomorrow. And I'm completely thrown off when people want to throw smoke my direction for having a completely logical take. If you're willing to look at something objectively, and I have tried to tell you guys, Canty has tried to tell you guys, There is a reason that the Miami Heat cannot win this series, and the reason is they are not as good as the Boston Celtics. That's a big, pretty, simple reason. And all you need to do is just acknowledge that you're wrong. Pat Bev, he acknowledged he was wrong this morning and get up. I had the Heat winning before. I'm, I'm way off. But what Boston is doing to, to the guards right now, they're attacking them. They're, they're getting in under the their, uh, Boston is rebounding way better than them. Uh, they, they're just playing with a little bit more swagger, a little bit more edge. They're keeping them in, um, you know, one, three pick and rolls, one, two pick and rolls, getting the matchup they want and exploiting that, uh, that Miami defense for sure. You know, you could just stop it. I'm way off because this is one of those instances where it was pretty easy to see. And granted, Nobody want to acknowledge, wanted to acknowledge that the Heat success in this series has been in two quarter-long spurts. We won't get into that as much, as much as let's acknowledge what happened in the second half of last night's game. And if you're watching very closely, and I actually tweeted it at the moment, you could see that the Celtics had completely changed going into the second half. They were red hot right out of the gate, and they had an edge to them after their two stars had had a bad first half. Jalen Brown and, uh, you know, uh, Jason Tatum had combined for 10 points in the first half and six turnovers. 
In the second half, they combined went for 37 points. And Jalen Brown did not turn the ball over once in the second half of that game. And that was what the ultimate difference was. You could see that the Celtics were in the process, even when they're only up three and four, for a lot of time in that third quarter, that they were about to grab a stranglehold of a game against a team that, yes, is banged up. I'm not going to deny that at all. But against a team that when Boston just isn't sloppy with the basketball, they're going to be better then, and they're going to capitalize on the other team. That's exactly what happened. The Heat are just not good enough. Really, listen. We're talking about concerts during the break, and the last time you've gone to them, what, you know, what you've been to, and Bruce is going to tour again next year. And look, as a Jersey guy, I am a longtime Bruce fan. I have probably seen him... 20-some times, it does get a little bit tough, hmm. especially in the sports media. And I, I love the guy. He has never disappointed in concert. He has nev- I've never walked out and felt shortchanged in any way for what I spent. But sports media has the obsession with Bruce. And so, like, it's announced the other day he's going to tour next year. And immediately, oh, I guess I got to save my money for next year. And I'm going to have to, you know, we're not going to buy that new house. And I know what I'm doing all next month, you know, all next spring. I'll be following him all over the Northeast. Like, at some point, and I love him, he's gotten enough of my money. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. What, what is your favorite team in any sport? The Pittsburgh Steelers. Okay. Yes. Do you feel the same way about them? The, the, the sports... Like, do sports and music connect in that same way to you? Or are you still willing to well, devote my, time and money to that in the same sense? My problem with, it, with this is, is pretty simple. With Bruce, there is nothing that I have not seen him do that I'm going to see him do now at this point. I mean, seeing somebody 20 times in my life, I mean, that's, that's a lot. You know, there are others who have been to hundreds of shows and... They, they just dedicate their lives to him, and I get it. He's amazing. Great talent. Uh, amazing representative of New Jersey. But at the same time, like, all right, dude, I, I, bought, I, I helped build the last ranch. We don't, you don't need another one, do you? Bubba, best concert you've ever been to, correct? It was, yeah. Giant Stadium when I was in college, part of the Rising Tour. We had floor seats. Pat Riley was right in front of us. So just the, I mean, I've seen him a few times. Pat even, Riley has seen him hundreds oh, of yeah, times. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so yes. I haven't seen him nearly as much as you, but I'm a big Bruce fan. But just being, I mean, he plays for three hours every time. But just being there in New Jersey, Giant Stadium, 80,000 people, rising tour, floor seats was awesome. Well, it's funny that you say that about the three hours thing. In that there was a time, uh, I want to say it was probably 2016, that he toured last, and it was a Giants and it uh, met life or whatever, and he was playing for three plus hours, like deep into the night. Yeah, and there was a moment that night where I just said, "All right, enough." Like, all right, we we get it. You you've done above and beyond. He's done thirty. Four songs or whatever he's done. You were ready to tap out? I, I, I just, yeah. And I looked at my wife and it was the same thing of like, okay. And we were not the only ones there, but was that, that was a moment for me. Okay, was it, I've had enough of Bruce 
or am I just starting to feel old? It, it could have been a little bit of both, but I think more toward the latter. It was one of those moments, which brings me to Hembo this morning, because Hembo sends an email with ideas for the show uh, to share as well, and uh, personal life experiences that he has that may be entertaining in some way. Had a problem with his dog this week. I won't take you into that because oh. it was oh boy. a big problem mm. uh, in his bed. Figure it out. Very you know? messy. Very messy. But <laughs> that aside, Hembo said, I had my first I feel old moment. What was your first feel old moment? And let's preface this by making sure people know exactly how old you are. I turned uh, 32 earlier this month. Okay. And my first, I feel really old moment was this. My, my, I was outside in our, in our front yard, and my neighbor, Tony, yells over, exclaims, Hey, I see you went electric. I didn't buy a Tesla, though. I was holding my new weed whacker. Okay, that was what Tony, that's what the neighborhood was getting excited about. But I got a new battery-powered, charged weed whacker. Mm. And I'm looking down, I'm holding this thing in my hand as he's eager to talk about it because he wants to get the same one. And I'm thinking to myself, is this really what I had to look forward to? Like this is, this is the climax of, 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 a, of a lifetime here. Mm-hmm. The fact that my neighbor is excited that I did not get a new car, something fancy. I got an electric weed whacker. Mm-hmm. And this is what we're excited about. See, that, that, that's not a feel old moment though. Nuno, as the guy that's, you know, somewhat close to me in terms of age, this is nowhere near a feel-old moment, is it? No. So, like, the conversation could be, right, because your neighbor comes over and you're talking about, you know, your garden tools and all that (laughs) type of stuff. Like, that part I understand. It's kind of more homeownership related. Like, it's not I've gotten old, it's my life has gotten boring. Correct. Yeah, you're you're boring. But, like, no, getting old is kind of what's happening to me right now. Like, I've been standing the whole two hours and like my back hurts for no particular reason yeah like that's, that's getting, getting old, old. yeah <laughs> that's getting old is your collar popped by the way you know is your collar popped because that's not something an old person does Nuno oh, has yeah. a fabulous fabulous oh, almost navy blue shirt decadent with, with white <laughs> are they, they're not they're mine not, is that sort of rare ah, i hit the wrong button uh <laughs> What, what, what doing, button man? were you trying to hit? Like none. <laughs> because that, that's what happens with fat fingers. Um, <laughs> Nuno, are the, what, what are they, white dots? What are they on that shirt? It is a shirt that Nuno would wear to the club mm-hmm. 15, 20 years ago. Is that, yes, sir. that is correct. Yeah, okay. But it's a good-looking shirt. Yeah. I'm not knocking the shirt. I, I, I like the shirt it. a lot. I appreciate it. You look sharp. Um, but that aside, uh, that's not a feel-old moment, dude. It's Give me not. one. Give me one. Well, I just gave you one a few minutes ago of like, all right, you know, I got to go. <laughs> the concert's running too late. <laughs> exactly. The other one is, simple, is pretty simple. And I think a lot of people, once they hit, let's say, 40, how, can, uh, can relate to this. You wake up sometimes, and something that you have had no problem with your entire life is all of a sudden killing you. It hurts that much. <laughs> I have woken up twice in the last three weeks. One day, I have never had a knee problem in my life. I had a slight knee problem when I was in high school because I was a catcher for a long time. But that was slight. It was nothing, and I haven't felt it since. And that was my right knee. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, I woke up, and I could not walk 
with my left knee in the amount of pain it was in all day long. And then, mysteriously, it just disappears when I go to sleep that night. I had another day where I went to sleep, and I woke up, and my right arm, my right shoulder, I can't lift my right arm at all. Not in the least. It's just, I mean, heating pads. Like, when, when a heating pad becomes a staple of your home, mm-hmm. you're getting old. Okay. Like, do you even own a heating pad right now? Uh, I do not. Yeah, exactly. I do not. Exactly. I own, I own a really, really nice new weed whacker, though. Yes, you do. That's electric. <laughs> that baby. And how environmentally responsible oh, that are you? thing humps. I'll tell you what, it talk hurts. of the neighborhood is what it is. Big time. The Feel weed whacker. I, listen, there was, I, I don't uh, want to be decadent or all, at all or spend any money on anything, but the amount of childhood trauma that I have that is yard work related. (laughs) The second that I got out of college, I was willing to go into debt if I had any yard to deal with to let somebody else deal with it to make it look good. Like, I will pay you. How much does it cost? You got it. Here's my, here's my, you can have the dog. You can have the firstborn. You Mm -hmm. want, you want, you want to empty the fridge? Go nuts. (laughs) You can have it all if you will mow the lawn. Because I, I just, no joke, legit trauma. All right, Bubba, we must get to it. It is the segment that America waits for each and every week. Life is a series of choices. Who you got? Make a decision. Say it! Say it! All right, I'll say it. Who you got? All right, Bubba, have at it, my friend. Finally, didn't think you were going to get to me there. Yeah, I know. Sorry to really again, inconvenience you. Again. Again. Yeah. All right. Let's, we, we just want to minimize what you're up doing. Here. We're, <laughs> let's just get everything on the record again officially. So we got Mavs Warriors Game 5 tonight. Mm-hmm. ESPN Radio Warriors lead 3-1. So what's your official pick? Who you got here? Who's winning tonight? Who's winning the series? Let's get it on the record officially. The Warriors will roll tonight, and this will not be a particularly close game down the stretch. Hembo, are you taking the Mavericks tonight? Mavs, outright. 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 Nuno, Mavs, Warriors. Let's go Golden State. Get it done. And, of course, Bubba is going to be the contrarian and go with the Mavericks tonight. True? Yep, I think the Mavs will do it. Because? They got Luka. Exactly. Next. Heat, Celtics, game six tomorrow. ESPN and ESPN Radio. Celtics won last night. They now lead 3-2. Let's get it on the record. Who you got? Who's uh, winning? Please. I have said six from day one when it comes to this series, and I will stick with it because I have been dead on right. I don't want to be that guy that tells you how right I was because I personally find that as obnoxious as possible. But I can't help you if you don't listen and write things down and pay attention because if you did, you would already know of all of this. Embo. I think that you like to be that guy. I also have the Celtics in six. Celtics in six. Nuno. Uh, Celtics in five. The series was over last night. Take integrity. I love it. Go ahead, Bubba. What do you got? Speaking of the Celtics, Jason Tatum wasn't All-NBA last year, and so he missed out on a bigger contract. He did make it this year, though. Mm -hmm. And now he's saying there should be some rules in place for the All-NBA, such as maybe a minimum number of games or, uh, you know, being positionless instead of, you know, two guards, two forwards, a center. What do you think here? Should they change it up, change the rules? Who you got? I do think there 
absolutely should be a minimum number of games played. And I nearly fell out of my seat yesterday. Actually, that's not true. I was mildly surprised when Jalen Rose said on the air that he had voted for Kyrie Irving all NBA and he had he owned the fact that it was a mistake. But I still couldn't believe that he actually did that. There does have to be a minimum. I think that minimum number is the sweet spot somewhere between 60 and 65. I don't know that I would require a minimum number, but I most definitely agree with him that the positional stuff is ridiculous. I think what you should be required is to have at least two backcourt players and at least two frontcourt players, and there should be some players for whom would qualify as either, so Mm -hmm. we don't end up in a situation where the second-best player in the sport, Joel Embiid, ends up second-team All-NBA. No, no, go. Let's change the rules. Make them play if they want these awards. Succinct, brilliant. Bubba, next. Saturday. This is right up your alley, bro. It's National Hamburger Day. Oh, so yes. Clear your plans. Change everything. No cancel everything. Get ready. Invite everyone over. What are you putting on your ideal burger? And if you aren't cooking yourself, mm-hmm. where are you going to get it from? Who you got? Okay. Uh, we can go. I mean, we can spend hours on this. Uh, if I am not cooking it myself and we are going... Let's call it the fast food variety. I am going five guys first and foremost. That's a good uh, one, yep. Ideal burger for me would have uh, cheese, grilled onions, ketchup, and a dollop, a dollop of mustard on it. That's it. That is kind of a Philly thing to have mustard on the burger, is it not? It is. I don't favor the mustard on the burger. If I'm, I'm making the burger myself, I'm not going out. I can do it better on my smoker. It's medium rare, cheddar, bacon, a Kaiser roll cut in half with barbecue sauce, pickles, and banana peppers. Oh, really? Yeah. Banana peppers. And, everything, and I like the vegetables cold. I don't like to mix my business with pleasure. Wow. Wow. I don't know. Uh, Nuno, can you even vote on this now, given the fact that you have dropped so, uh, the amount of I weight do, and health eat, that you are into I'll now. still eat burgers at home, but no, uh, no bread. Um, oh, God. So, oh, God. Yeah, so the exactly. answer is no, he can't. You're out on oh. food, I'm just out on you. I'm Anyways, we'll move on. Uh, let's go to, let's see, one minute here. Uh, Sunday will be actor Ted Levine's 65th birthday, most famously known as Buffalo Bill from The Silence of the Lambs. Oh, wow. Who you got as your favorite psychological thriller movie? Ooh, psychological thriller movie. Um, that is certainly up there. I will say the one that I was most surprised at and really threw me off was uh, The Sixth Sense. I did not realize he was dead. I did not realize oh, that at all. Oh, spoiler alert. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Bruce Willis is dead in the movie. Sorry. Uh, anyway, Hambo, quickly. Uh, Field of Dreams. Just go home, all right? Why? Why? Just, seriously. Thank God that the show is over. Field of Dream. You know, it's you're thrilling. just. Let me just. Let me speak for America here and say this. You're the worst. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN Plus. Also, catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.